St. Michael's, please stand. Let's just open with prayer this morning. Lord, we're just so grateful and excited to be here and to be a part of everything that you're doing right now, God. And today we just come before you, praising you and declaring who you are, that you are faithful, you are just, and you are loving, and you are moving here in this place and in our communities and in our world, Lord.
Almighty God, to you all hearts are open and all desires known. From you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said, the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolute remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
zerebeti.
Grant, O most merciful Lord, that our church, being gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit, may show forth your power among all peoples to the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Children, what do we got? I see, I see one. I see two. Do I see three? Four. We need four children. <laughs> one will do. There we go. There's our children. Hi, kids. You glad it's Sunday? Yeah. Well, that's because you don't work. <laughs> we bless these children of God, Lord. Just touch their lives in such a special way like they touch ours. Amen. Amen. See you later.
Our first reading this morning is from Joshua, chapter 24, verses 1 and 2. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for reading the psalm. Our psalm is Psalm 84. Let us read responsibly by the half verse. How lovely is your tabernacle. O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my king and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. They go from strength to strength. O Lord of God of hosts, hear my prayer. O God, be our shield. And look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withhold from those who walk upright. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our second reading this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the gospel.
the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. St. John, chapter 6, beginning in verse 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom should we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are Christ, the Son of the living God. The Gospel of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that we can be here this morning in your presence. I ask, Lord, that you would speak to your people here today and fill them with life and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want, to, uh, I want to begin today talking about the gospel lesson. And there is a, an odd thing about this I've shared with several people this week is that uh, I remember studying this gospel lesson 40 years ago. <laughs> Most people here aren't old enough to remember something 40 years ago, but if you do, uh, I mean, do you remember what you were studying or why? <laughs> okay, well, that's me in this gospel lesson, uh, but before I get too far into that, I just want to say, you know, one of the things that I want, want, I want this morning is I want everybody to leave here full of confidence in what God is doing for you and in you and through you. I want you to be encouraged in that. And, and I can tell you, having uh, just worshipped with you through these songs, that uh, I think there's something that, that in that that God wants to do for us. Out of darkness into life, freedom, trusting in the promises of God. This is a good day. Okay, so it's back in the 80s, and I was... Uh, reading a pamphlet that was talking about differences among churches in the view of the Eucharist, and they had put down all of these uh, scripture references and all this logic and all this stuff. And I followed it carefully, wrote down all the scriptures, put the logic aside and read those scriptures, and I couldn't come up to the same conclusions. Because this is a challenging word. You know, I was, I was like uh, the disciples, right, at the end of the gospel passage, where they said, are you going to leave me too? Um, and they said, where would we go? And we believe you are the Christ. 
you have the words of life. Where would we go? Uh, and that's kind of where I was. It was not like I have some grand theological revolution, revelation that I can share. But, but that was it. And, and the thing about this gospel, when we think about that, even, even now and even then when I was studying, and especially back at the time when it was happening, is that this was a controversy. There was contention around the things that Jesus said there. And Jesus was uncompromising about it. Right? He said he gave this difficult word, and people said, I'm out of here. And he turned to his disciples and said, how about you? You out of here too? You, it was not, uh, let's compromise, let's go along, let's get along. <laughs> no, it was, this is the word. This is the word of spirit and life, and you need to apprehend this. Uh, and he was uncompromising in that. Right now, I want to I want to talk a little bit about like when I was when I was there and I was studying that I was uh, I was at school and I was studying systems engineering, which is basically rocket science. And so I was studying electrical systems and mechanical systems and physical systems. It was how the material world works. And there are people who that's all they can possibly see. That's it. Uh, atheists are stuck in that bucket where that's all there can be, and they can't see anything beyond that. Um, there was a, a, a book I was reading, and it was, a, again, it's like, it's, this is a, a message from the 80s, apparently. I was reading this book about the Soviet Union, and, and it was, uh, this professor is giving a, basically this speech to his class, indoctrinating them in this materialistic worldview. And he goes, and he was very persuasive. He was, he was invested and committed, and he gave the whole thing. And when the class was over, he got a note from one of the students. And it, all it said was, but I am in love. <laughs> but I am in love. It's, it's, there's no physics for love. And that's been, that's been, I feel like, one of the key failures of a view of atheism or communism, which is atheistic, and all those materialistic views, is that they just don't account for the world as it really is. And they are, in that sense, irrational. They are, in that sense, as we'll talk about later, they're, they're in the dark. They can't understand. But, but I am in love. <laughs> right? Now, love, is, love itself is also a very complicated idea, right? And I'm thinking about that and looking at the world. And I think the world that we live in culturally, all this stuff, they're very confused about what love is. They think that it's all bound up in romance and intimacy. And while they're not completely unrelated, they are mostly unrelated. You know, one of the, one of the great stories of life is... Um, Boy meets girl. They fall in love. They get married. They have children, and they grow old together. And it's a fabulous story, and I highly recommend it. Uh, but the way it's presented is different than I've experienced. I I think of that life of love and marriage is less about romance and more about suffering and sacrifice. <laughs> so if you if you wonder what I mean, ask Debbie. <laughs> Suffering and sacrifice. And you know what I mean by that, right? There, it's not 
it's not being married to me that is such causes great suffering, although some, I'm sure, are sacrificed. But that's the nature of life. That's the nature of life. When you come into the, the church as an adult and you go through, uh, um, oh, what do we call that? Uh, catechism. Well, after catechism, they get confirmed. Confirmation. Confirmation. You come up here for confirmation. I'm an adult now. I'm going to stand on my own faith and believe in God. And you say, oh, great. Let me slap you in the face. <laughs> Guess what? The world is full of trials and tribulation, but don't worry about it. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world, right? And that's, that's marriage. That's love, right? There's parental love. There is the children of their parents, parents of their children. There's the warriors who would, you know, die for their friend. The, Jesus himself says, you know, great, no greater love has a man than he would lay down his life for his friend. And you see that. And that, that is even the, the most clear and ideal expression of that is Jesus on the cross. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And the price that was necessary was Jesus on the cross laying down his life for us. That is love. That is a heroic love. And that's something that you can't, you can't capture if all you view in the world is a set of molecules, you are in the dark as to how life really works. Now, when we talk about, let me, let me go back to this gospel here a little bit, because it's, it's in this moment of Jesus going to the cross He's preparing for this in the gospel lesson where he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And then we're going to say later, on the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body. Right? We're going to experience that again, and it's, and it's do this in remembrance of me. Likewise with the cup, this is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. But that word for remembrance is, is not like, you know, I've been, I've been telling you stories about 40 years ago, right, when I was a kid. I'm remembering. And at some level, you kind of like, you can empathize or, simply, or you, can, you can understand, you can live the story. But this is different than that. This is deeper than that. This is, this is the sacramental nature of our faith that when... When we come to the table of the Lord, it is a participation. It is a participation in the moment of our salvation. Not let's do it again, but that is the moment in the history of the world that makes all the difference. And we participate in that, and we partake in that. And there is a spiritual grace in that that transforms us, that is key and essential to us. And somebody stuck in a materialist worldview can't get it. They need to be rescued. There's this, uh, there's this passage in Colossians. Let me find it here. Where it talks about this moment uh, in our lives when we are trans, transformed, transferred, picked up out of here and put down over there. 
kind of a notion in here, if I can find Colossians chapter 1. I'm looking in verse 12, 12 through 14, to give us the story. Here, wait, I saw it back. Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Okay, so we're giving thanks. We're in the kingdom of light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. That transferred, there's, a, there's a, a, an idea that's embedded in this passage about there is a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. And we, it says we've been transferred, you know, transferred, moved. The people, that, the people that are outside of God's kingdom are in the dark. They can't see. We've been transferred into the kingdom. So we should be able to see. We're in the light. We can see. No guarantee we see well, but we're not in the dark. Some people may see better than others, but we're not in the dark. Uh, Our materialist friends, you know, I'm thankful for medicines and engineering and all the things they bring to pass, but there's... There's the important elements of life that they can't touch. And for that, they need our help. Because we're in the light, we can say, hey, don't stumble over that. And we're, in this, in this sense, I, what I want to describe is there's, while there is a lot of conflict in our world right now, you look around, a lot of angry people, a lot of rage shaking their fists and different things. There's political conflict, theological, ideological conflict, left and right, democracy, communism, socialism, urban rural. You know, take your pick. There's plenty to choose from. Well, my point is that there's only one real conflict that matters, and that's the conflict between light and dark. It's the conflict between light and dark. The division is between God and those who would oppose God. We have been transferred out of the kingdom of those who would oppose, those who are in the dark, to those who participate in and fight for and work for and act on that, you know, in line with God's plan in the light. That's the conflict that matters. Now, the New Testament lesson today talks about that conflict, and, and there's, there's key parts of that that I want to highlight. And, and you know, this is familiar, especially to us at St. Michael's. This is familiar. Um, we do not fight against flesh and blood. It's not the people that we're against. It's principalities and spirits of the air, it's ideas, it's mental, it's spiritual, and we're not disarmed, but we are armed and empowered and equipped by God to stand in this conflict and succeed. And not only for our 
own on our own behalf, but especially on behalf of those around us and especially on behalf of those who are in the darkness and want to get out of it. Plenty of people in the darkness want to stay there, and there's little you can do. (laughs) But there are many, many more who want rescued. And we have the words of life. Jesus has given us spiritual words, words of life, and we have power. We have the promises of God. And I want to I want to turn to another passage in here in Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one. And this was, boy, I was. Um, we were singing about this this morning, <laughs> standing on the promises of God. And God's faithfulness. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. You have everything you need. God has granted you everything you need for life and for righteousness. The end. (laughs) So uh, these promises God's given us, his Holy Spirit is in us. We, We come here every Sunday and we stand together. We hear his word. We trust God to speak to us. We receive his body and blood, an impartation of grace. And in all that, we expect to grow ever more like who Christ is. Thank God that we can do that and that that's all true and right and good. But maybe it is that during the week, you don't feel so good about how well you're doing in righteousness. Maybe you just Missed the mark there. Well, good news. Like I said, God has given you all things that pertain to life and righteousness. Already this morning, we came together and we said, Almighty Mumu, I can't even speak. <laughs> it's a confession of sin. I was wrong. That was our confession. Forgive me. I've sinned by my own fault in thought, word, and deed. You know, at the beginning of the uh, uh, the liturgy for reconciliation, when you go to the priest and you want to give your confession, the, the first line that you say is, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> it's, you know, the face of that to me always seems like foolishness. You know, I've sinned, Father. Can I have a blessing? <laughs> no, but you'll be punished. <laughs> but that's not right, is it? Because you're there for a blessing. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned in word, thought, and deed. Well, guess what? God has made a way for you to be washed pure and clean. You're going to leave here today made righteous by the grace of God. I mean, even later we're going to pray in the Lord's Prayer. You've heard that. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. God knows what you need to be free of sin and death, and he's paid the price for you. Just go to him and ask, and you you are free. You're set free. In this 
in this battle, we want to be confident in that standing that we have, that God has given us grace, and we can, we can pray and we can inter- intercede on our behalf on behalf of others. Earlier this week, we came together uh, on Wednesday night, and we sang songs of worship and praised our God, and we prayed and we prayed for some important needs in our church family. And one of them is a, a guy who's been here a few times uh, who's stationed at Camp Pendleton, John Mark Johnson. His father is one of the priests in the CEC on the East Coast. His family was out last summer when we were outside. Uh, he's in Kabul. Kabul, Kabul, take your pick. And it's a it's a dangerous place. Dangerous place. Now, I don't remember. He sent a text to Eddie. I don't remember in that text him saying, get me out of here, I'm afraid. It was like, I'm here doing a good work. Pray that God would keep me safe. And that's what we want. I saw a video I wanted to share. I saw a video this week of some Marines. You know, it's a, it's a tragedy in Kabul. And they need our prayers. They need our help. It's a mess. These families were desperate and they had this baby. And, you know, they may not be able to make it out, but they wanted their baby to make it out of there. And they hand this baby. There's a barbed wire around the airport where the servicemen are. And this big Marine is up on the top of this wall. I don't know what he's standing on, leaning over the barbed wire. Reaching down as his family is handing up a baby, grabs this baby and goes, I got it. I got him. I got him. It, was a, it was a, must have been a boy. He said, I got him. I got him. And he raises around hands. And says, These Marines are a real soft touch. <laughs> They'll do almost anything for you. For the weak and for the innocent and to protect them. And you say, we want, we want to pray for those guys. We want to pray for our guy over there. And we want to pray with confidence that God has forgiven us our sin and, and given us a voice we can speak to him and he'll answer. We were also praying for Serena, Serena Madison, who's been in this long battle with cancer. And I want you to continue to pray for her. She's in the hospital. And we came together that we might pray for her and lift her up. You know, there's things going on in our lives right now. We need God's intervention. The material world is not enough which is fine with us because we know this is a world that was created by God and that he has made the way for us to be saved, for us to be filled with his spirit, for us to to stand together as a family, to pray effectively for each other, and and to act in ways that are good and right. Is that my last page? So, um... I want you to leave here confident. One thing you can know when you leave here is God has given you everything you need. Here endeth the lesson. Please stand. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. 
And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy and Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. And have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. That light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Hasten, O Father, the coming of thy kingdom, and grant that we, thy servants, who now live by thy faith, may with joy behold thy Son at his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And with your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. Okay. I was looking for these pictures, right? Of course, it's Mary Powell, so I want to make sure everybody pats her on the back when they see her. (laughs) She's in Hawaii right now. That's our our new uh, mural down in the basketball court, and you want to see it. These are great pictures, and you see a great shot of how how it looks, but you want to see it in person. She wasn't the only one down there working and painting. Uh, A lot of helpers also. This is uh, like a, a... St. Michael's Academy alumni uh, participation event. So I'm, I'm really pleased by that. And I want to mention also that Thursday the kids arrive for school this year. So keep that day in your prayer. It'll be a great day. I know the teachers are all getting ready and getting the building ready and all of that. So keep them in your prayers. Well, that week. certainly will be a nice addition when they come to school. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's looking really Magnificent downstairs. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, praise be to God. Any uh, That's birthdays? Uh, Mike is not here. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Party pooper. 
We missed Ron's birthday a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's with the hat? Only Victor's allowed to wear hats like that. <laughs> now, I tell you, you guys are precious in God's sight and in ours also. We love you. <laughs> As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which Christ has given us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ this morning. This is the table of the Lord. So come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here and we want you to come this morning. You know, I was just thinking in those crowded hours, Jesus Spent three years with the disciples, but as that time ran down, ran down to where he knew the impending crucifixion, and the hours are just flying by, and he's got so little time, and yet he waits to that moment in time to introduce him to the institution of the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, lift up your heart. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death, and he's called us to the glory 
that made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join in your unending hymn of praise. fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread, he gave you thanks, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise, gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Sonia, Sandra, Karen, Tammy, Maria, Kyla, Jean, Mario, Patrick, the Logsdon family, Mike, Giovanni, Jason, Ramona, Lyle, the Marines and sailors of Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed forces, especially our buddy, Mark, John Mark Johnson, 
You can add the names of the people you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving.
you imagine that uh, someone who took a loaf of bread and fish and fed 5,000 people and now they having trouble with what he's saying understanding it when he's talking about the bread he's the bread that came down from heaven and how he would give his body and his blood and become the the bread and the wine that would feed us <laughs> mankind has got to be a thrill to deal with I'll tell you that we're pretty uh, predictable in how we react aren't we eternal God heavenly father you graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you in gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, a prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell, Satan, and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. Imagine. Imagine if we could do that. God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's forgiven you. Best of all, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen.
No. I use Spotify. Probably on Spotify, you think? <laughs>